With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Starting off a little different. Episode 176. Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Got everyone here with us tonight. Gentlemen, what's up? Ethan drinking the Rona. Jared said he's drinking vodka. Vodka with the with the mystery flavor Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's the, called the Voodoo, like D-E-W, like Mountain Dew. I don't know what it's – Carly thinks it's it's blue raspberry. I can kind of tell that. I think it might be like a strawberry, cherry. What color is it? It's white. Oh, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got so Ethan. Ethan being the Mountain Dew, truly, Ethan being the Mountain Dew kind of story. You're gonna have to track it down and, and try it, and let me know what you think. I will have to find it. I have not seen it anywhere. So interesting. I, yeah, I did not know they came out with that. Good old Teradalac Dollar General store, maybe. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, we'll start things off by talking about football. Obviously, football season, NFL Week Two in the books. Had some wild, wild games. The witching hour of the early slated games was absolutely bananas. Uh, one of the games that I think we absolutely have to recap, it was Ethan's dog of the week, pretty much. Me and Jared's Dolphins. 42-38 win over the Ravens. Um, I'll, I'll kick things off a little bit myself by starting with, I've seen a lot, a lot of just, to uh, dick writing, to put it <laughs> to put it at the best possible over the last couple of days. Don't get me wrong, comeback incredible. Um, do I still do I believe in him that he is franchise quarterback moving forward? I'm still going to say no. Need to see a lot out of him. He's had some good games, some really bad games. This is obviously by far his best. I do think Mike McDaniel adding him into the equation of Tua is the best thing that ever happened to him. Nonetheless, you add Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to that equation. 
Here's a question I have for you guys. Where do you rank them? Try to take as much bias out of this past weekend as possible. Talent-wise, moving forward, where do you rank them wide receiver duos in the NFL? Oh, they're the, they're the best. I mean, I, I'm sorry. There's, I would say I, top three. They're the best. Who, who Who's better? Duo. Ethan? I mean, that's a tough question. I don't, I don't know if there is one. I'm gonna be honest uh, yeah, I think, I think too I, many people got split up over the past year. As far as yeah. pure talent goes, they're the best one-two combo. Now, whether or not it shows on paper with Tua throwing them for the rest of the season, we'll see. Obviously, this past Sunday, it was incredible because you had two guys that almost put up 200 yards apiece. Um, both had over 10 targets and both had two touchdown catches, which is just insane to think about when they're in the exact same game on the same team in the same offense. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know who you could put as a one-two punch over them. Like, you know, if, if this was two years ago, year, Justin Jefferson year, and Adam Thielen outside last of that. Year, last year you could have said Cup and OBJ. Godwin but, and Evans. But. Yeah. But, but right now, I, I think with what we I think have years ago, absolutely, yeah. But now with Godwin hurt and stuff like that, Mike Evans can't stop himself from punching a dude. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I don't uh, know who else you could put in front of them. Travis, Travis kind of had the best. You know, uh, Mike McDaniel's the best thing that happened to Tua. I was, I've been watching a lot of like tape, people like on on Twitter, and there's that one play. I think it was the first touchdown to Tyree Kill, where they people said like that was Tua's best best play of his career. He noticed he had a blitz coming from – so he's a left-hand quarterback. He had a blitz coming from a strong side. He recognized it pre-snap, took the snap, knew the blitz and the pressure coming from that side, and just did a gentle two steps to the right to avoid the pressure, to buy himself enough time to chuck that ball downfield to Tyree Kill. People are always like, why aren't the Ravens covering Tyree Kill? You try to cover a fucking guy that literally just runs by you when you're backpedaling backwards. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was wide open on both those. That first one was underthrown. Second one, there was nobody around. So regardless mm-hmm. of if he underthrew it or not. Uh, and then just the crafty throws to Jalen Waddle, it helps because he doesn't have to throw the ball far. Mike McDaniel schemes up plays to where Jalen Waddle is open in like creases. So Travis, that I need, helps. I need, I need to send you this tweet that I just saw. Or I guess send it all you guys. Alec Ingold might be low key like he had so many He's downfield solid. blocks that was our our fullback Ethan. If you don't know who that is, he came from the mm-hmm. I think he came from the 49ers, right? Uh, no, no, he no. came from the Raiders. Okay, well anyway, he's solid. They had so many like on that big Jalen Waddle t- uh, catch and uh, pass and catch when we were backed up to our to our end zone. Where he like took it for like sixty yards or two, of split the defenders. Ingold was blocking a guy like forty yards downfield that allowed Waddle to get like an extra twenty yards. So like, well, just think shit of, like that that McDaniel think has about it. buying into. If you think about it, Jared, I know I mentioned this to you. I think in week one, Ethan, uh, like Mike McDaniel and the 49ers used Kyle Uzcheck so much the last like year and two, like to where he became like a household name, the fullback for the 49ers. So I guess he's doing the same thing with what he has in Miami, which I Alec Ingold's done a good job, but we did draft a fullback out of Auburn. It was like two years, years ago. He's gone. He's gone uh, either way. Uh, but, yeah, so there's an incredible comeback. Uh, nothing shy of the Ravens. They played a hell of a game. They I made did. the Dolphins look like fools. The one thing that I'll say about this Dolphins team before I move on is that they have the ability – 
to come back in games because of their offense now. Whereas in years past, you couldn't rely on the offense to put up points if the defense shit the bed uh, because of who we had and what we had calling the plays. But this year, things might change a little bit. So that adds an element to the offense being a little bit dangerous. I'll say one thing. If the defense and offense both click, both clicks at the same time, watch out. It's going to be fucking dangerous. It will um, be. Ethan, your Packers, big bounce back win over the Bears. How are you feeling about that? Well, I told you guys last week, I wasn't panicking yet, obviously, for good reason. I mean, they look good. The run game looked incredible. Um, Aaron Jones got the touches that he deserved, um, and it showed because he put up, you know, damn near seven yards of carry. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about that game. It was a blowout. It was a boring Sunday night game for non-Packers fans. Like, I can see that from a from an unbiased perspective. It was fun for me, um, but... I'm sure for anyone else watching a Sunday night game, it was like, why do they keep putting this Bears Packers game on primetime? Because that game has been on primetime for like the last five years, I believe. So yeah. one bit, one big takeaway I had from that Packers, my, my, my futures bet for the Packers to win the North. I'm not in doubt of that. Cause the Vikings look terrible as well. Um, this past week, one big takeaway from that is whatever Justin Fields under on pass attempts is, I'm hammering it the rest of the year. I told you guys we we're, we're, we're yards too. We yeah. were chatting on Sunday night. I'm like, guys, I, I mean, 30 and a half past temp seems like a lot for Justin Fields. And 11. Ethan kind of shot me with it. Ethan kind of shot me with me. He's like, well, if they get down big and it scares me, he fucking had 11. They did get down big and he still didn't throw the ball. Uh, yeah, I tweeted out a stat line from the podcast Twitter account. You're never going to win a game if your quarterback has 11 past temps for 70 yards. Ever, maybe uh, in 1948, so. but Jesus, I mean, come yeah. On. So I mean, that might they acted like they were playing in the rain again. So I don't know if they just don't know how to play in regular weather now or what. But yeah, to Ethan's point, it was a little got a little boring. The first quarter was fine, and then it got out of hand. And once it got out of hand, it kind of sucked. And just like the Bills opinion, game on Monday night, I'll say most of the primetime games have been pretty they shitty sucked. so far this year. Not most, I think uh, every one of them. Uh, Chief, Chiefs Chargers wasn't bad. Thursday oh, yeah, that's too. true. Bad. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that's yeah, true. I mean, um, the, uh, the only last thing I'll say about that game really fast is, you know, the Bears fans have been dick riding Justin Fields ever since they drafted him. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore, not because of his play, but because of his comments after the games or game. I don't know if you guys saw that, um, but basically was saying like the fans don't show up. They're not like, I don't, I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but he was he was sh- basically shit talking Bears fans. That's not a good look if you're the uh, supposed future. Franchise I think he said. <clears throat> I think he said something along the lines too of like, it hurts. It hurts for him more than more than people watching, or yeah. something like that. Uh, but either way, yeah, not a good look, especially after the performance you put on. Maybe if you throw for like 300 yards and have like a Tua or Lamar Jackson type day, but <laughs> if you throw for seven right. for eleven. That hurts everyone else besides you. For sure. So one big thing, we're going to try to keep this recap here in 10 minutes. We're getting there. Outside of our own teams, what was our biggest takeaway from week two? I have two. Okay. One, and I called this before the season. I don't know whoever thought adding an old Matt Ryan to this Colts team was a good idea. Terrible. They're horrible. They're not going to win the division. I don't even think they'll make the playoffs. No. That was the takeaway I had. He scored zero points against the Jags. Second to- takeaway I have, Drew Locke needs to be starting in Seattle. Okay, I like it. Ethan, I'll go I'll go to you next. I'll go last. 
Yep, I I have one big takeaway from this past weekend, and it's that I I called it at the beginning of the season, and I'm going to stick by it. I think the Lions are legit. I don't not necessarily in terms of you know playoff contender, but they look good. I mean, they their look defense good is the just team. so bad. I I would argue that their defense though has still improved. It hasn't shown yet, but I still think that it's improved. But their offense just, I mean, it looks good. They put up 35 points on the Eagles, and then they turn around and they put up what 38 points this past weekend, if I'm remembering <clears throat> correctly. Well, it looked um, good. I mean, it looked good last week. Not to interrupt you, but I heard yeah. like I think part of my take said like. They are a bad – they're the best bad team ever because they're going to lose to everybody by three points. Yeah, but I still think that – I think they might win seven to eight games this year. I, I'm still going to say – I'm going to stick by it for now, especially after watching the Vikings this past week, that they're going to finish second in the North one way or another. We'll I think see. they have raw I mean, talent. I think the Vikings have better developed players on their team, which I think might be I've, I've seen enough from Kirk Cousins. Uh, that was going to be my takeaway. But he fucking blows. Um, that guy's a fucking bum. You so, like that? You like you like sucking dick every week, Kirk you, Cousins? Because that's that's what you do. I first of all, I hate what happened on Monday night because obviously we all bet the Vikings. To not to defend Kirk Cousins too much, but we overreacted from week one, and now we're also overreacting from week two. We need to find an I, in between. I think I and I I had a tweet. I was on my time up today. I had a tweet two years ago, like not to overreact from week two. See teams. I think after week three, week four, we're such serial teams. Here's my big takeaway from week two. Everyone can call me crazy. Sorry, Sean, friend of the pod. The Giants are overrated. They beat a bad band. They beat a bad Panthers team by three points. They beat what looks like a bad Titans team by uh, because the Titans didn't have a field goal kicker. Um, I think they lose to the Cowboys this week on Monday Night Football. That's not the only. But I the think only the reason, the only reason they beat the Panthers is because of Chuba Hubbard and Robbie Anderson. I think it was Robbie Anderson. They fumbled the ball. One Chuba Hubbard fumbled it on the kickoff return. immediate field goal. Then on the next yeah. drive, Robbie Anderson fumbled it. Immediate field goal. That's the only, and then they won by three. It's the only reason they won the football game. Yeah, they're so not good. Daniel the- Jones still sucks. I think the Giants are way overrated. Everyone's jumping on on their train because saying Brian Dable, Brian Dable wasn't done fucking shit. Like that team is still ass. So worst two worst two and football team ever. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. I have to go back in the archives. But this the year for sure. Right now, yeah, one hundred percent. Yes. Well, the yeah. the two and teams that are left are the the Chiefs, the Giants, the, Dolphins. the Bucks, the Dolphins, uh, and the, and the Dolphins Bills. and the Bills. That's it. Wow. And I think the, I think the other five beat the Giants by double digits. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. So, all right. Well, those were our takeaways from week one. Me and Ethan covered week Wait. one for like fifty-five minutes, or week two. Sorry, me and Ethan <laughs> covered week one last yeah, year. Last Jared's week. here to keep oh, this okay. more 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 Trump concise. All right, you we all got. got- you all got a great treat last week and got a game by game in depth analysis. Probably didn't help with your bets because it sure didn't help ours. But well, it's harder. Dragons. It's harder to add in the segments that we're going to add in with just two people because we fly through them. So we had to have enough time, and then we made way too much time. Without that being said, we're going to go into a segment that we were going to go into last week, but instead we didn't really do it fully. We just kind of half-assed it here and there. It's buy, sell, hold, fantasy football. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, so, obviously, it's pretty self-explanatory. We're going to name off a, a, per, a player, their stats, how they've done through two weeks. We're going to say whether or not we're buying that player if we don't have him. We're going to sell them if we do or hold them if we do. Uh, and then that person will tell us who that player is and we'll find out. I think it's pretty, pretty cool idea. I'll so kick it are off. We gonna, first. Are we, are we going to, okay. I'll, I'll let you go since this is, I'll kick it off first. All right. This player, he had a 62% snap share in week one, kind of an anomaly, 0% snap share in week two. He had 6.1 points in week one, obviously zero in week two and half point PPR. He is ranked currently 61st in this position and he was drafted very early. Yeah. We, 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 we have the same first guy. Are you buying, selling or holding them? Well, I haven't heard the stat. That was a I got, I pulled up actual stats like whether the rush yards, receiving yards, passing. Oh, yeah, I told you you had six point one points. That's pretty much the only points. stats you need. Um, and personally, <laughs> if I have if I have this guy, I'm trying to sell him I'm like like fucking hotcakes. I have him in one league. I I'm giving him one more week. I'm giving him one. So I'm holding him. We can say how long I'm going to hold him. I'm holding him one more week till I try to move him. Ethan? I'm trying to sell him. It's it's. Uh, go ahead, E. I, I I know who the player is too, so that helps me also. So, yeah, I'm I'm shot in the dark here because I really thought we were pulling up like their actual football stats. Um, but six point one points drafted early on. But if you said he had zero percent snap chair week two, was he hurt or not? He was he was hurt. But that and that's the thing. I mean, drafted I, I very mean, if early. Hurt, if he's hurt and it's not a serious injury, if he's not on the IR. Um, IL, whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, but 62% snap share week one, and he didn't get hurt in the middle of the game. I don't know. I'm just, 62 is not terrible, depending on the position. Nowadays, if you drafted if him in the first back, round? If it's a running back, it's not a terrible snap share because the majority of teams, I feel like, in the NFL these days are splitting carries almost dead. All right. Are you buying, selling, or holding? I'm going to hold. I wouldn't buy if I saw those stats. I'm not buying, but I'm holding. All right. The player's Alvin Kamara. For those of you who don't know, I knew. I'm. 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 This was on mine. I. I would sell him immediately if I were anybody who had him personally. I. For here, here's here's the reason why. That offense does not seem like they. Oh, it's bad. They're, they're discombobulated. 
Jameis was not the Jameis that he was the first five games when he started out so amazing for his towards ACL last year. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, and I think Kamara got that bag and he's starting to not fucking care anymore. And I don't even know if he's really that hurt. I'm going to go ahead and say that right there. So the only, I'm keeping him one week. They play the Panthers this week, who is 22nd through two weeks against fantasy running backs. Um, we'll figure out how much of a role that who they just pick up. They have Mark Ingram and they just picked up somebody too. Can't think of it off the top Davies of my head. Murray. They, yes, they brought him back around. Picked him who up has, too. Who has history in, in New Orleans? They both do. Yeah. What'd you say? I said the yeah, yeah, Murray yeah. has has history in New Orleans. Like he's underneath of him. So yeah. I'm keeping him for one more week. If he cannot put up double digits this week, he's he's gone, gone for sure. So that's my thing. Yeah. I would say well, wait, well, cause just because he was a late okay, first, okay. early second. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but since we both had the same player, I think we can because I had three, and that takes away one of mine. Here's my problem with that, Travis. What happens if he has – okay, so what would your trade value be right now with the what if, with the what if that Alvin Kamara could be? The versus name – Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Versus if he goes out week three and fucking lays another dud, then your trade value fucking tanks. I don't, th- I don't think it's going to get much worse after one more week because I think the name alone carries – some value with people. I don't know what why. I'm saying is like right, right, yeah. Right now you have that what if, like, yeah, he played week one, but he didn't play week two. Like, you're getting this, guy and he can play the hurt card. Draft. He can play. Yeah. Out. He was hurt. He didn't do good the first few weeks. So I'm, yeah, I'm talking know, my, you. In, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> you to selling. Is what it sounds. My like. biggest, my biggest argument is that I think that he doesn't have a lot of trade value at all right now. Period. I don't think it's going to change. I think that people are looking and they're thinking the same thing we are. If they're seeing a trade and that depending on what you offer, like, you know, what you're trying to get back. But if you're trying to trade first round talent, my guess is you're trying to get first round talent back. And I don't know. Not necessarily. I think a, a big position that I think people miss out on fantasy football is tight end. If you get one of the, if you don't get one of those top three tight ends, I think you'd easily right now turn around, trade out of a Kamara. Call me crazy for like a freaking Darren Waller or somebody like that. That's not useless for me because I have Travis Kelsey in the league that I have Kamara. In. <laughs> okay, well, I'm saying if you have Kamara, anyone listening, if you have Kamara and you need a tight end, I think a Kamara straight up for Darren Waller trade is not a not a bad idea. Okay, but- if you're Jones, if you're Jones in for another position, trade him. If you can wait a week, wait a week. Uh, we'll move on, Jarrett. That was your first, Ethan. Let's let's go you. Let's do it. All right, so I did mine a little differently, so I apologize in advance. Might make it easier for you, but that's fine. I don't even care. Um, this individual is fourth currently in their position. So ranked fourth, they are owned in 99.5% of leagues. Um, I will, I will not give you exact to make it a little bit harder, but they're roughly around 200 yards rushing, um, a little bit of receiving and they have two touchdowns on the season. Their snap percentage is at 60% right now. You buy and sell or hold it. I might try to sell because I'm gonna guess. Sounds, I know who it like, is. I know who it is. I'm selling him. Is it Dalvin Cook? Nope. 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 Is it? Is you're, it Clyde? Sorry. Is it Clyde Edwards? It is not Clyde Edwards. Alaire. I think. I think. Uh, uh, don't 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 don't, don't tell us. So, so, so don't tell us. So we. Where I, was he drafted was, at? Roughly, do you know? Yeah, uh, mid to late second round. 
Okay. I would personally, if he has, if he's at, he's got 200 yards, is that rushing or rushing and receiving? Rushing. He's right around 220 total yards. I would hold him. Yeah, I'll say I would, I would hold that guy. That, that's the, him, the, sure. I, that, that's a hundred. That's hundred and ten yards. That's eleven points each week. Just just and two make, touchdowns. Does yeah. it make a difference if I tell you that even though he's got sixty percent of the snap share, he's getting out carried and out targeted through two weeks? No, because I think I think I know who this. I think it might be Aaron Jones. It is Aaron Jones. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm keeping him then. Cause I think because from a you know, timeout from a guy who took him last year, I believe I took Aaron Jones in one of our leagues in the first round last year. I ended up winning that league and he did less than what he's doing this year, and I kept him all year long. So I'm keeping him. I yeah, think he absolutely, has great him. value. Yeah, I think he has great value on your team, regardless for the entire year. The only argument that I could make for selling is if you sell for super high value coming off the week that he had. That would be the only it, argument that I could. It just breaks my heart so much for him. And, <laughs> I mean, if I were a Packers fan too, because that dude, when he's on the field, will get you first downs and gets you more than the average rushes, like yards per carry. You can't, he's so you, good. You can't complain, though, because A.J. Dillon's a fucking beast too. So but, I, but, but Aaron really Jones good. is better. Well, and I was going to say, though, the only thing that – I think makes the tandem better and makes the like the chemistry better is keeps that apparently from what I've seen is that Aaron Jones like absolutely loves AJ Dillon and also like he's he's the one guy that just like does not complain about his role. So I think that helps him too because he doesn't go out there and he's like well, fuck man I'm not getting my snaps or I'm not getting my carries like he just goes out there and he does what he needs to do. Um, yes, I agree. He could probably see the ball a lot more. I was gonna say, I'm um, not saying fact, 90% like full fucking bell cow, but a little bit more than six, like low 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So here, so here, here's my whole thing with that. I would hold that guy, like like I said, just because like Travis said that he he did less last year and almost and basically almost won in the league. But I can see Ethan's point of view. If you are jonesing, like jonesing for position, if you need a really really good wide receiver, you drafted some really shit wide receivers, you running back early. Heavy and often, you have a bad quarterback. You have a bad tight end. I would, I would entertain trade offers for like a really good receiver, really good tight end, really good receiver, really good quarterback for Aaron Jones. So it just, it would just depend on me. But personally, I'd hold. So fair enough, Jarrett. What you got? Or I guess coming back around to Travis, if you both. We'll, cut, we'll, we'll go Jarrett first, just in case I were to steal. We'll flip flop this way. So my guy has a ninety-six point two percent snap share. Snap share, Jesus. Uh, on the offense through two weeks, he had 2.9 points in week one, 8.1 points in week two. So got a little bit better or a lot of bit better in week two. He is ranked 46 in, the, in his position, and he was an early round pick. We're talking like first two rounds. You buy, sell, or hold. I mean, purely based off what I just heard, I'm selling him immediately. I might drop his ass. <laughs> if you're getting a ninety-eight, if you're getting a ninety-eight percent snap share, and 90, you're putting 96. up that, regardless, high nineties snap share, and you're getting that low of points through two weeks, I'm going to try to sell you as soon as possible. I have no idea who this player is. I think this I is, do. This is CD Lamb. Oh well, you beat me to ah. it. I was gonna well, I have him benched him last <laughs> week. Yeah. So if I, I I'm. I'm almost Ethan's point. 
Like you, I don't think you're going to sell them for much because like Travis, Travis tweeted it out on the podcast count that whoever 85 is on the Cowboys is a legit no Brown. waiver wire. T- is a j- legit waiver wire target. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, if you can't sell CD Lamb, he is worth a drop to pick up who you want to pick up. Essentially, you'll get somebody. I would say you'll, you'll get a low, a low end guy after this week who's like zero and three to pick him up for somebody that you can just like stream whenever you have a bye week. I think at the moment though, it might be better to just bench than it like is. drop or sell well, yet. So you, give it a couple so you're weeks. Hold. So you're saying, you're saying hold. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, you're right. Because that's hold, interesting. What's interesting is that he had he had three points in week one, and he had went up a full five points with Cooper Rush at quarterback in week two. I think Dak is completely overrated. I think the Cowboys overpaid him. They ruined their whole fucking franchise by it. Um, so it's interesting to see because Dak's gonna be out for at least I think three or four weeks. We'll see how he goes forward with, with Cooper Rush, who didn't look half bad on Sunday. Yeah, I initially said sell, and I have him in one league. Uh, don't, but then again, don't know what you can get out of him. So if you want to hold him. Definitely no start. You're going to have to bench him. Uh, I think he will eventually find his mm-hmm. find his work in this offense, just like he did. He always does. He'll find his work. He's the only wide receiver there, basically, well, that has a name. You have to think about it, too. Currently, at the moment, Dalton Schultz is out. And so that opens up a little bit more target share. And on top of that, I think that he's a good safety net for Cooper Rush, which is, I think, why his points went up. Um, so I think that that alone, he'll see a little bit more volume, but still, I, I don't know if I would start him this week. It's hard because his ceiling is so high. His ceiling is very high. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, okay. we'll go on to mine. Ready? Yep. Jared, you there? Yep. Okay. I didn't know. All right. My guy, 29% snap share week one, 62% snap share week two. However, well, he almost tripled his snap share. It went from 4.4 points to 8.2 points. Uh, he is 43rd ranked at his position currently, and he was about a mid to late round draft pick. Mid to late round draft pick. You almost got to hold this guy, even if it's just for a bench spot, it sounds like to me. I think I know who you're talking about. I could be wrong, but I might buy if I don't have him because I think I Take can buy with not a – because with with not a lot of val, I could get him for cheap. Let's put it that way. Um, Take a guess. Personally, I think it's Damian Pierce, but I could be wrong. It is Damian Pierce. I have him in a league. I have him in a league, and I would be completely okay with selling him right now. I don't oh, think wow. any. I don't think any Houston Texans running back in the last decade has done anything of any significance. When Lamar Miller was there, trash. When he, they had Arian David Foster. Johnson, trash, and Arian Foster's end of his career, trash. So for me, whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, 
prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I'm completely selling him. He got 62% of the snaps last week. He only had eight points. I mean, it just depends on the position you're in. I mean, running backs are such a, like, they're so thin for me. Like, I went, I went with a draft strategy where I didn't really need – I didn't really fo- – I only had one draft. I didn't really focus on running backs. I, I took wide receiver first round, and it's paying off because I, I got Cooper Cup and Tyree Kill. So, um, I in a, in, a, in, in a fantasy football league where running backs are so valued, I would hold them personally to stash bench. Like Travis said, for those streaming weeks when you need a buy, I can see everyone's perspective here because I'm hold, Ethan's buy, Travis's sell. I could literally see it depending on what your team looks like. I think the biggest thing for me, the reason that I said buy and knowing who it was off the bat, is that his snap percentage went up, and I think it might continue to go up because I think that as a rookie, I think they wanted to ease him into the system. I think they're going to continue to do that, but as the weeks go on, I think he's going to become more and more of that that bell cow, which could – but I don't think he's point. ever going mean, to have right. that big breakout game, in the, it, and it all boils down to the team that he's on, right? When even yeah. when like even when they were good when they had Deshaun Watson, they were throwing the ball a ton. Now they're bad, so they're going to be down a lot, and they're going to they're going to throw the ball a ton. We're not that bad though. I think that he'll have a nice looking breakout game next week against the Bears, based on what we just watched. So those Bears yeah. linebackers are solid. Aaron Jones. Uh, this guy dash for fucking okay. carry. That's against that's against Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and the Packers. And you got against think the about same fucking quality. team who couldn't move the ball against the Vikings, just got gashed by the fucking Eagles. So we don't know what the fuck's going on. Back yeah. to your point. We don't. We can't overreact <laughs> week two. You're right. All Either right. way, I I would I thought that I almost dropped him this week for somebody. But I I'm could gonna see hold that. On to I could him. see that. If you if you don't need him, then why not? Think about that because I will tell you this: why I, why I almost dropped him. My running backs in that league that I almost dropped him in are Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, Alvin Kamara, Brees Hall. Why so, wouldn't you drop him? What's wrong know. with those four guys? Just the whole. Well, we all, we know what's wrong somebody, with Kamara. Just in yeah, case somebody gets hurt. Tomorrow, yeah. Just in case somebody gets hurt. Uh, oh, wait, actually, right. never mind. Wrong league. Right. I have even who's better next? running backs in the other league. Who's next? Who's next? I'll tell you who's next. Actually, I won't. You're going to have to guess. But uh, for this person, this individual, is currently sixth in their position. You're going to feel some similarities to what my last pick was. Um, and just in terms of where they're at. Sixth in their position. They're currently rostered in 82% of leagues. Um, they also have right around 150 rushing yards and minimal receiving yards. They have three touchdowns on the season, but their snap percentage is currently at 56. Buy, sell, hold. It is also not Clyde. So <laughs> 56, they're sixth in their position. I wish I knew what the uptick in snap percentage was from week one to week two. Um, I can tell you it's right around the same. So he was at, I, I think if I remember correctly, he was at 52% week one and 60% week two. What What about draft? Where was he drafted? 
late. I'm, I'm guessing off the top of my head because I didn't look up his ADP, unfortunately, but I'm guessing that he was drafted ninth, tenth round. I'm keeping just for the upside. Yeah, that means that's something like it, it depends on where he's drafted for me. I, I'm trying, I'm racking in my head on who the hell this guy could be. Uh, is it uh, Kareem Hunt? It is not Kareem Hunt. Um, Jared, you got a guess before I tell you? I was going to go with somebody that's like super, super like out there, but I don't even know if it's right. I was going to say, fuck, who was I going to say? I, I, Josh Jacobs doesn't have three touchdowns. I was going to say Josh Jacobs, but it's not him. No, especially because Josh Jacobs was going a little bit earlier. Um, he did put up double-digit point, points in fantasy Mark Ingram? these past two weeks. It's not Mark Ingram. It is James Robinson. Um, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, easily keep him because I yeah. was gonna. Well, if we talked about the Jaguars Colts game further, uh, what the fuck? Why did you draft Travis Etienne? He can't catch the fucking ball, but that's the what value, they use him as. The value just blew my mind. Like the fact that he was going as like a second round draft pick, and James Robinson is sitting down there just in the late. I mean, I might have exaggerated on ninth, tenth round, but it's still. I mean, it wasn't. Any oh, it was close. late. So it was late. The, the people late who got him got a steal. I picked him up off waivers in a league. That's that's wow. how deep he was. The, in certain the only thing now that I know who it is that I will say about it is that I don't know how much more they're going to try to get Travis Etienne involved in that offense because they did spend a high pick on him. Jared, yeah, you're I don't be know. Mad. What? You want to know what league I picked him up off waivers in? Did you really? Yeah, in our zombie league. So Jared's the zombie, and he let James Robinson rot on the bench after week one. All right. Rot in the waiver. So I want to let you guys know this because I am literally kicking myself in the ass. So in the zombie league, before we move on, my quarterback situation is less than ideal. It was Tom Brady and Jameis Winston. So this week they were going against each other. So I'm like, why do I need both of them as an option? I'm not kidding you guys. When I look at the, I look at the players, I was like, like Tua was the t- one of the top players available. I'm like, man, I might pick up Tua just start him just to see what the fuck he can do. And boy, have I ever not kicked myself because I would I would have won this week. How many did you won. lose by? I lost by it was one twenty something to eighty eight. It would have been close. It would have been close. It would have been close. But I got better. That's all. I, as the zombie, that's all. I, I scored 50 points in week one. I scored 88 in week two. I will beat yeah. somebody, I think, within the next two to three weeks. I will beat somebody. 98, 08, 18. You would have got – so you lost by by 49 and a half. I don't think yeah, you would have won. No, I wouldn't have won, but it would have been a lot closer. So, anyway, I'm getting better. So, yeah, I, I, did, not know, I did not know James Robinson was available. I don't think my running backs are a problem in that league. Actually, yes, they are. That's my running backs are exactly the problem. Because um, I have Christian Kirk, who's been balling out. I have a couple other good receivers. I, I got Drake London. So, um, anyway, I'll move on to my player, my next player. It's my last player. He has 100% snap share, 18.2 points in week one, 16.5 points in week two. He's ranked 11th in his position. He's a mid to late round pick. Hundred percent snap share. So it's eighteen and what? Eighteen and sixteen and a half. Ranked eleventh in his position, mid to late round, mid to late round pick. 
Uh, I'm keeping them. Easy. Easy, easy. You're getting 100% and you're putting up high teens. That's easy, easy points each week. So, Jerry, we I think... I think we have the same person. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild guess at who this is. Is it yep. Joe Burrow? It is Joe Burrow. Nah, I thought so. Um, oh, I haven't been well, too. Fuck! Late. If it's a quarterback, <laughs> fuck no. Hundred percent snap share. Come on. I was. You had to I know. know a I didn't think, I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I thought we were doing running backs, Marcus. I didn't even think to put two and two together. If I knew that that was the quarterback and that's the points I'm getting, I am. I'm. I'm not. You can't even. Sell him. I'm dropping him. Yeah. yeah so I have, I have Joe Burrow. Very close to getting dropped. Yeah. I have Joe Burrow in two of my leagues, and he's the been starting first. week one and two. And it's it's just it's been hard to watch. So he's not starting in either of those leagues this week. Um, I would yeah. rather start fucking Jimmy Ooh. Garoppolo over fucking. I mean, well, Marcus Mariota, like anybody at this point until he proves me wrong. I'm not going to drop him because he was on a dynamic offense last year. We don't know. It's two weeks. We, again, we go back to the can't overreact. But, man, the, the points that I was going to make, because like I said, he was mine too, so I'll just jump into my points really fast, is that offensive line is it's horrible. It's horrible. worse than it was they last year. And they, they went out and made all these like these moves and hope said that they got better. They got worse, and it, a lot worse. It's not even close. Like, legit, I'm, I'm not even kidding. The, the Bengals might be 0-4. Um. I don't think I sent this that tweet that I sent in our one football group chat to Ethan, <laughs> but it's so bad. Uh, the handshaking thing. I can't. Say it. I, can't, can't I, mean, say I can it. say it. I can say it. <laughs> yeah. I can say it. It was uh, Bengals offensive. Well, <sighs> no, it was, it was it was Joe Burrow, John F. Kennedy, bodyguards letting him down in Dallas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, you're not wrong though. It's been too long. You can laugh. You can laugh. They, it's, funny. it's it's that, and it's mixed with the coaching though too, man. Like Zach Taylor, what are you doing so, with that offense? So the I don't know if you guys know Theo, like Theo Ash on, on TikTok. Do you guys follow? Do you guys follow him at all? He's kind of annoying, but he actually does like a lot of like film breakdowns. He said last year he had the Bengals going two and fifteen last year. He's like Zach Taylor's not a good coach. He's like. And he put his foot in his mouth. He's like, you know, I was wrong, whatever. Now this year, he's like, maybe I wasn't wrong. Maybe Zach Taylor is a bad coach. And he actually I think I had be. the bang. I think I had took the Bengals team total under last year, which was like six. So I didn't have me in very good. And we, I mean, I've, we've said it. We've talked about it in our group chat. I mean, Ethan even said they weren't, they weren't that good of a team last year. They just got hot. I think it was obviously a fluke. Um, I think the 10 win, Season was a fluke. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, they don't scare me in the AFC. The Colts don't scare me in the AFC. Um, the Raiders don't scare me in the AFC. There's uh, a lot of teams that we'll talk. We'll talk the, about some teams here in a little bit on our next yeah, segment. So, yeah. So we're we're already dragging this out too long. I'm done with my buy sell hold. So you guys, so I got one more. I got my last. One I got my headphones. I got my talk. headphones so I can hear. And I'll, and I'll okay, I got one more. This guy. It's a good one. 81% snap share week one, 86% snap share week two. He had nine and 10.7 points uh, and half PPR in those weeks. He's currently 36th ranked at his position. He was a, he was like a late early 
mid-round draft pick. <laughs> I'm sorry. A late, early, mid-round like, draft pick. Like, what is like, I don't know how to, cons- well, I'd say mid, I guess. <laughs> late, early, no, mid-round I, draft pick. That was like an so earlier mid-round, if that makes sense. Fuckers. Like you're talking like fourth, like seventh? Yeah, about that. God. So 10 points each week. How what's what's the snap share in 80 and 80? One and 86. 36th ranked in his position curve. I'm fucking 1000 percent keeping this guy. No chance. If you can give me double digit points each week, 80% snap. Nine share, and ten. I don't care. Close enough. I'm 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 keeping him. You said when you when you said your late, early mid-round draft pick. Um, what'd you say? Seventh roundish? Four to seven, four, I'd say. Four to seven. Okay. I, I might I try to. Them. I might try to sell them. I might try to sell them. I think you're gonna change your mind, Jarrett, when you tell when you listen to who it is. I think. Ethan? I think. I think you, you might try to sell. I was gonna. I was gonna guess uh, Derrick Henry until you told me what round he was drafted in. So I don't have a guess now. What are you? What are you doing with him though? With those stats? Oh, I'm. I told you I was just gonna hold him. I think where he was drafted, the points that he's putting up, and the snap share that he's getting. His I don't have him. Offense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Deontay Johnson. Wow. Yeah, I'm selling. I'm holding. I'm selling. I have him. I have him on my team. I'm gonna hold because I think that even with that offense being as disgusting as it is, it, he'll, he's a good flex play. If you don't, and depending on what you have on your bench, I'll give you that. If you don't have quality pieces on your bench, he's a really good flex play. If you do, he's an easy sell. Listen, uh, yeah, so I just don't I, think the upside's there anymore. Yeah, I no, it's not. Without without Big Ben and, and like Mitch Trubisky is not that guy. He's checked down, and Deontay Johnson's not a check down guy. It's gonna go to Najee. It's gonna go to Pat Fryermuth. Maybe Chase Claypool occasionally. I just don't think Deontay Johnson's gonna get those fucking touches anymore. But if he scored double digit or close double digit points both weeks. I can position he's, somebody. He's low as possible double digits, though. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I I can go to a guy who's like fucking like Travis, for instance, and arguably like Bryant. I'd go to Bryant and say, listen, dude, your receivers suck dick. Um, one guy scored four points last week. You need this guy? Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I see you have this other guy, and like it that's what I'm saying, like you sell a, him. Yeah, sell. It's a one thousand percent sell. It's a thousand percent sell. Yeah. Sorry, Ethan. Um, if you can sell it to a to a bad player in your league. All right. Before we head on to our next segment, still going on fantasy. Uh, real quick, each of us, real quick, real quick. Each of us is going to give you a sleeper, uh, somebody that might be on your bench, or you can pick up off waivers that may be startable this week. I'm going to go first, just because. 
I don't want one of you to steal this because this is my shine. It's a guy that I even tweeted out is Noah Brown, the wide receiver from Dallas. You pick him up off of waivers, 85% snap share last week with Cooper Rush. Nine targets week one, five targets this past week, caught all five, 91 yards and a touchdown. The dude is actually really talented. He's caught some pretty tough passes. Currently 18th ranked wide receiver. Guys, he is 0.8% rostered. 0.8? Yep. Wow. Wow. That is the, I, I don't even want to go because that might just be like the consensus. <laughs> I got I got an, I got another decent one. He is 60% rostered. Um he has had 16 targets over two weeks. So he's he's getting he's getting targets. Eight, eight targets a week is not bad for for a receiver. Um he has a 75% snap share. This is Chris Olave for the Saints. I think Jameis bounces back. They play the Panthers this weekend. They have, I think they have, they have a big week. Um, so Jarvis is going to involved more. Yeah, Jarvis is going to be doubled. I think a lot. They're going to focus on him. I think Chris Olave. They listen. They have to blow up at some point, or it's not going to be good. And Jesus Christ, the fucking Cardinals can't seem to win game right now. Um, Chris Olave for the Saints for me. Sixty percent of leagues he's on. I have him in one league, so yeah, I would. I like it. Nice. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see this part of the segment, so I just did this right <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, I am uh, not prepared. super confident in this pick, but I actually i am more confident in it after this past weekend because I had a feeling going into the season that he might make a little bit of noise. He is rostered in 0.7% of leagues, so I had to one-up Travis a little bit there. Yeah, I would... On the waiver wire, prefer Noah Brown over this individual. Um, but based on the volume that he's been receiving and the fact that I just don't think that there's a clear-cut wide receiver one on this team and he could take over that, it's Nelson Aguilar for the Patriots. So, I, I mean, I know in the past, yes, Nelson Aguilar, Mr. I-can't-catch-a-football, uh, hits me in the fucking chest and drops to the floor. But he made a really good catch this past weekend. He's seen uh, six targets he caught all six of his targets this past week, had over 100 yards, had a touchdown. Um, looked a lot better in that offense. He's got a guy who's going to throw the ball a lot. So um, I like that as a good pickup. Not going to be a plug-and-play immediately, but could be done. I'll tell you what What just happened right now. Jared just went and put a waiver claim for Noah Brown in, our, in his zombie league. <laughs> He's not going to uh, deny it either. To. I might have to. You, I mean, you'll get it. What? Guess what? Y'all can't do shit about it because You're the actually, first. there's I might see that here's the problem. The zombie like my receivers aren't bad, guys. I got Christian Kirk, Drake London, um, Tyler Lockett, Chase. I, I don't think I need that guy. I don't think I need him. You're not that guy, I, you, maybe. You know what I need? I need now. running backs. You know, I need any running backs. Got Damien Harris and Daryl Henderson starting this week. I also have Curtis Samuel. I picked him up with waivers. He's yeah. a fucking stud. You guys, I guess you don't really need him. Uh, you can't no, really start four wide receivers. I've got, I, cool. Yeah. Leave him on the bench. <laughs> um, yeah. Either way, those are some. Those are some of the guys that you might be able to pick up and start this week if you really need them. So there you go. With that being said, we're moving on into our next segment. All right, new segment. We haven't done it yet. 
Uh, we're going to wait until all three of us are here. It is going to be Panic Meter, NFL and or college. Uh, so I don't know who all you guys have. I have three so, teams. So I actually, so I, I have a list of five in case people take mine. Fair so. enough. All right. I think we'll all have some similar ones, so it's not a bad idea. Can I go first since this is my segment idea? But you have five. True. You know, he's okay. not wrong. Right. You have five. Let You're me right. go first. Right. Uh, I'll right. go first. You're right. You're right. And I'll start it off with a team that might be pretty easy to talk about. It's the Indianapolis Colts. They're not even on my list, but uh, 1,000% if you're, if you're a Colts fan, you're pan- if your panic meter goes from 0 to 10, you're, you're at a fucking 11. <laughs> I'll say at least uh, 9. Minimum. Minimum. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all the way up on that. That's I mean, I don't know why, again, everyone was so high on this team to start the year. Matt Ryan, again, we saw what he did in Atlanta at the end of his stint there. Then you just put him onto a team with really less weapons – uh, he's making Jonathan Taylor worse. The whole well, because team you can, because you struggle. can stack the box because Matt Ryan can't throw more than eight yards down the field. Now, granted, and people are finding having, that out. So all he does is throw picks now. I, I think not having Michael Pittman last week really hurt them more than a lot of people think. Think because the week they had Michael Pittman, he fucking balled out, um, and they tied against the Texans. So one thousand is panic. <laughs> I think this is a, this is a six win team. I mean, at this point. They're 0 1 and 1. Six wins, they'll be. It's gonna, they're gonna have to battle to get there, if we're being honest, from what they've looked like so far. You just got blanked by the Jags. Yeah, that is that is tough. I think the Jags overrated too, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, the Jags um, aren't great, they're better than what they were last year. They might win the division yeah. based on how bad the division is. <laughs> that division is fucking god awful. It always is, it's so. always the worst division in football. Always, uh, panic 11 out of 10 for me. Yeah, All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ethan, Ethan, you go next. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it right in the division, and we're we're gonna talk about them Tennessee Titans. Um, Where are you at on the Tennessee Titans? I would say a five. I, I'm like I'm like I, middle. I would go seven, just because you started out zero and two against the teams. I mean, okay, lost to the Bills, not that bad, but they lost to the Giants. Derrick Henry has not been able to get going. Taylor Luan has been goddamn awful. Uh, got, he, as he, got, he, he got hurt last night. His ass may as well st- fucking get put on that bus that doesn't move. Uh, just staying there in podcasts all day long. Um, their defense is fucking atrocious. Their best corner is Christian Fulton, who's a second-year corner. Uh, it's awful. Their team sucks. Brent Hill blows. Malik Willis is not any better. They're terrible. I'm going to put it at five just because of the division they're in. If you were to take the Titans and put them in the AFC East or the AFC North or the AFC – in literally any other division in the AFC, like, yeah, you're probably at, a, at an eight for me. But because of the division they're in, I don't think the Jaguars are it. Obviously, we don't think the Texans are it. The Colts are ass. I think they can still bounce back and, and, and win this division. I'm going to put it middle of the road. If they if they split, so they have – they're 0-2. Come week five, come week six, if they're below 500, it's, it goes up to an eight for me. I'm, I'm like in between. So I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit higher than a five. I'm not quite to an eight yet. Give it like a six, six and a half, seven, because a little bit of what you just mentioned, right? The, the division that they're in, they should 
realistically have no problem of bouncing back and kind of taking control of that division. But the problem is, is they have a tougher schedule than the Jaguars do because they finished first in the division last year. So they get a bunch of first place finish uh, matchups as well. On the flip side of that too, and this might be a hot take. It probably is a hot take. I think that they would be better with Malik Willis. And that is why my prediction of him starting by Thanksgiving was the prediction that I had. And it's because I think that at the moment, the way that I've seen Ryan Tannehill play the first two weeks, not to say that Malik Willis is going to come out and just be a stud, but I think that the fact that he's so dynamic and that he can run the way that he does helps that offense. I could be wrong, but I would take Malik Willis over Tannehill right now. I think it hurts, and you could say this for every quarterback that comes in, you're tossing them into losing teams, right? Look what you did. Look what Trevor Lawrence got tossed into last year. Did terrible. Uh, and just every quarterback get, that gets thrown into losing teams from being good. Fucking granted, for Christ's sakes. I mean, granted, uh, I mean, it was a blowout, but he did not do good when he got his shot this past week. He looked horrible. He looked flustered. And I think that's going to be him for a few weeks uh, when he does get his shot. So I don't know. I think they're a pretty bad team overall. All right. So we got it there. I'll move on to my next team. I will. I have a couple NFL teams, a few college teams. I'll stick with the NFL themes. So NFL first round. I'm going to give you guys a team because I'm really curious to hear your guys' thoughts. The Minnesota Vikings. Uh four. Yeah, I'm. I'm not super panicking on them. I'll, I'll. I can't go as low as four simply because of my prediction about the Lions finishing better than them. But I will say. Week one just makes me think that they are still a pretty dynamic team. I mean, they've got arguably some of the best offensive weapons in the game and even some of the best defensive weapons. I mean, they picked up Shannon Sullivan's Darius Smith. They got back um, Daniil Hunter uh, from injury or whoever was injured last year. Eric Kendricks, I don't remember. Either way, um, their defense looks a lot better this year. But then I turn around in week two and just watch that performance last night. And I don't know if the Eagles are just that good or the Vikings are just that bad. But I'm going to I'm gonna sit around a 5-6 just because I think that this team is still good. But when you've got Kirk Cousins at the helm, you're never going to be great. But, I mean, you have those yeah, games, right? Like, you have the games. No, no, timeout, 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 timeout. <laughs> the whole point of being in the NFL is to fucking win a championship. And when you have a guy who's fucking 2-11 now on primetime games, that's when the fucking playoffs are. You are the brightest of lights. The dude sucks dick. Can't get it done under pressure. Can't get it done when it matters most. Um, for me, if I'm a Vikings fan, my panic here is at like a six. And I'm to the point where just fucking blow it up and start over. Because you have this young offensive-minded head coach. Can't remember his name. is the offensive coordinator from the Rams. Get a new quarterback. You have fucking Dalvin Cook. You have Justin Jefferson. You have Adam Thielen. You have all these weapons. Alexander Madison. You can be better with a better quarterback. That's all I'm going to say. That's fair. I don't know. I think that give it a week. I mean, they lost to the Eagles, who are supposed to be matter. pretty you, solid. You know that team's not going to compete for a championship, though. But how many really are? The five teams that are undefeated and a couple one-on-one teams? Exactly. Don't tell me, the, could, don't tell me the five teams that are undefeated, because I can tell you right now the Giants aren't fucking competing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Four, Six teams are undefeated. Five of them are competing. Yeah. <laughs> Fair, fair. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would, but I'm a, if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm taking that like, hey, we blew the Packers out of the water. 
We got blown out by the Eagles. Let's see how this week goes. Give it a four. Yeah, but and then yeah, if you lose how, this week, how, then it's a seven. How good do you feel about that Packers blowout win week one when they did the same shit last year and then they went to the NFC Championship game? Or did they know they lost? They, whatever. Yeah, I wish they went to the NFC Championship game. But but roles reversed. I, I know we're going on here, but Dolphins game week one didn't love the way to it looked. We beat the Patriots. Fine, whatever. Move on to week two. First half of the Ravens game, getting fucking blown out. Two made horrible decisions. <laughs> and Louie makes a guest appearance on the podcast. Louie hey, agrees. <laughs> anyway, getting blown out in the first half. Tua has a horrible performance, but then just turns it around in the second half and look at the perspective of what you're looking at for the season. Just in one half of football. Kind of a different way to look at it. I mean, it did. I mean, after that first half, I mean, I was I was pissed because I bet on them, and it was one of my podcast picks. I was pissed. I was like, "This Dolphins team isn't for real." Exactly. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Up. They turn around. One half football is all it takes. He yeah. throws four, five touchdowns. So, all right, moving First on. All right, we'll move on. I'll go with my second one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Had this on my list. I won't include it now because, like I said, I have five teams. If you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you have to be at it like a at like a seven and a half, eight. I was gonna, like I was going to say six and a half, seven. Hi, I'm Maria, and I'm Mike, and we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Well, we, we won't spend too much time talking about this, but me and Thunder said the offensive line's terrible. It didn't get any better. It was bad last year. He got sacked a record amount of times in the Super Bowl last year. It's not gotten any better. He's already got an ACL tear. You got to be worried a little bit about that. I think the only reason you have hope is because of what they did last year, and that's the only reason at all. Without that, the team has looked god-awful. Nobody's looked up to par with what they were last year. Defense, Joe Burrow, wide receivers, running back, offense, like nothing. None of it's looked good. Yep. I I don't have anything else to add about that. It was actually one of mine too, and I only did three, so I'll just skip mine and go to Jared. But I'm I'm at like a seven, seven and a half because of the O-line and because of the questionable play calling because they're not utilizing Joe Mixon enough in an offense that could use a little bit of balance based on the amount of pressure that Joe Burrow is receiving. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, so that was one of mine. I won't include it. I'm going to switch the gears, say fuck the NFL. We're talking about a lot. I'm going to go to college. Michigan State. Um, Okay, this one for me, conspiracy. Not conspiracy, but you play the books, right? 
Michigan State was ranked 11th in the country. They were going to lose this game. I don't know why I didn't read into it. I don't know why I didn't make one of my picks. They were underdogs as number 11 going to Washington. Washington. Not so a big school. So, so what's your panic meter? Because, like, obviously the Big Ten's still in play. Uh, for you, me, like, but again, you think game. You, take into, game. you take into amount hopefulness at the beginning of the season, like, hey, we're Michigan State, we're going to be okay. Uh, we're not going to be great. Panic meter after that loss, it was fucking terrible. Then they tried to make it a game. I would say five. I'd put it right in the middle. My panic meter is way higher, and this is the only reason for that is because of Michigan State's schedule for the rest of the year in the Big Ten. Um, I really like this Minnesota team. I, I really do. They have to play them PJ next. Fleck? They're at home. They're at home. So, so um, PJ Fleck, yeah. It is still PJ Fleck. No, it's uh, fucking some dude with the last name Morgan. <laughs> no, 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 no. The head coach of Minnesota. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. I thought you were talking about quarterback. I was like, I don't know who the fuck their head coach is. Um, but I just really like the Minnesota team. Um, undefeated right now. They've looked good in the three games that they've played. Then they, they got to go week. on the road to play Maryland, who also looks really good with Tua's brother. Um, I, I, I think that, <laughs> I'm not going to say they're going to lose that game. Just I think that the they look good too. Then you got to play Ohio State. Then you got to play Wisconsin, who I'm not really sold on Wisconsin anymore. That might be an easy win. Then you got to play Michigan on the road, who looks incredible this year. No, 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 no. Time on, time on, time on. Michigan has had a cupcake fucking schedule this far. You also think think about it this way, though, if you're Michigan State fans. If you are that good and you beat those teams, college football playoff. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, yeah, okay, so, got so, hope, so, so, but... so, 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 time on, time on. Listen, from, from Michigan State fans' perspective, yes, you just lost a non con game on the But road. you lost it early. You lost it early. How many times has Alabama lost the game early? The Big Ten still in play. If I'm gonna, if honestly, for me, if you guys don't hear me, I'm at, I'm at like a three, because I, I think know the five Big Ten's just because play. of how bad you got rolled on by Washington. Ethan, I think Michigan State's so seven. So a what? You said they're panic. A what win I'm, team? I'm, a, I'm around eight. a seven, seven, eight, but I think they're an eight win team. So your pay okay, is, is relatively high, like 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 six seven, based on what their expectations I'm sure were for that team coming into the season. They're a little bit higher for me because I'm not I the biggest believer in Peyton Thorne. Your bowl, yeah, not the biggest believer, but they could they could win games. If I'm a fan of Michigan State, I'm going to say five. Yeah, I'm going to say three just because the big just because the Big Ten still in play. Fair. I like that one. That was a good one. My next one is another one that we could have some fun with. Ready for this? It's the Denver Broncos. That was on my list too. Um, <laughs> this is tough, man. Tra- Ethan? Uh, e, e. Yeah, you go. It's not tough for me. I'm, I might be biased, man, but I – it's like an eight for me. That team does not look very good to me. They've looked bad. It, they they struggled to win versus the Texans. Yeah. They struggled. And yeah, so in, Russ that was in Denver, four right? Of what fifteen for forty yards? It was in Texas. Like, yeah. Still, but that doesn't matter. So I, I I saw TikTok today that they they people overvalue home field advantage in the NFL. Like you're not playing in fucking Neyland Stadium. You're not playing yeah. in fucking. Like unless you're playing in Arrowhead, unless you're playing in uh, Lumen Field in Seattle, 
or Lambeau, the home field advantage is almost non-existent, especially in fucking Houston. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, how they have like six fans total. Uh, mine is going to be, I'm going to split the difference between like mid panic and Ethan. So you said like an eight, nine. Yeah, I'm overreacting a little bit, but I'm up here. I'm going to say like a seven just because of the, of the talent they have. But Nathaniel Hackett, your boy is on the fucking, is probably got, got the pressure weighing on his shoulders right now. I don't think it's, he's, ball, I don't think it's his boy anymore. Well, anyway, <laughs> of all the, of all the rookie head coaches, he has the most pressure on his shoulders. McDaniel, how do you get stable? They're all, how do you like get Russell greens. Wilson? Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Jerry, Judy, all those guys, and you can't put up more than 19 points against the fucking Texans or 18, whatever it was. That's pathetic. So I was, Travis, I was talking to a good old friend of ours. Well, Ethan knows too, Rob Pettacone, um, who was, who's from Seattle, Seattle Seahawks fan. He's like, I'm kind of, kind of glad we got rid of Russ. Cause I think he got a little overrated there towards the end. And then definitely did. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the Broncos just pay him like a half million dollars? A lot. Did half billion? Half million, not no, no half half million half half billion five five hundred million. million. <laughs> they paid him a half million and be like, man, that's the most undervalued <laughs> fucking quarterback in the league. Half billion, half billion. They paid him something uh-huh. stupid. I think it was close to that because I think Mahomes got five hundred million and that was mm-hmm. like he's the highest paid but either way they paid him a stupid amount of money and he has not looked good and i think i fucking am la- i think we're all laughing all drew lock fans all want him to do good in denver and i think it's so funny but if i'm denver fan i'd be like what the fuck is going on we got yeah, this guy he's supposed to lead us to a division winner people thought he's gonna win the division yeah no not gonna happen uh, he's not the worst team in the division, fortunately, because Derek Carr sucks ass still. Um, but yeah, I, it's just it's it's not great for me. It's like a six, six or seven. Give it two more weeks, and I'll give give a better assessment. But it's, it's, yeah, I'd it's say up about there. a six as well. Yeah, cool. All, All right. right, last one, Ethan. We don't we don't got to talk on it too much, but uh, my last one is a college team as well. It is Texas A and M. Ten. High, yeah, High. they don't have the their their win last week. Which to me was booty cheeks. Uh, you're an SEC school, and you're gonna you're gonna score 17 points against a fucking ACC team like Miami. Um, yeah, man, I I, I think they're in a the fact you switch quarterbacks in the third week is a little weird to me when you're up there supposed to win the win the win the national championship. I think it's ten. I think you're going to get rolled by Bama. I think you're going to get rolled by fucking uh, – Their schedules will go on. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. So they rely on their defense too much. And you got Arkansas, Mississippi State, Alabama, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, all in a – like that's their next games. I'm at yeah. 10. Maybe I would, I would I would go a little bit less and not be like totally freaking out. They're still ranked. I'd go nine. But the next game you lose, it's over. <laughs> I mean, I'm higher because their their schedule is a gauntlet. Um, but I'm not. I don't think I'm at a ten just yet because we'll see. But I think, in regards to expectations of that team, right, college football playoff team, Natty championship hopes, I think those are gone. I think th- I think they were gone after the App State loss. 
You Seriously? lose the App State. I don't think you can get put in the college football playoff. You went out. No, no. Uh, guys, come on. If you win the SEC, you're in. App State. Yeah. Okay. You win the SEC. But if you made the SEC championship, you're 11 and one. And then you, you lose. lose that. You're, you're, there's no hopes. No, no hopes. Especially. You, guys, you guys, you guys forget how easily the college football playoff committee forgets about those maybe, first two weeks. Okay. Maybe like a, maybe a Washington or, or someone who's like a better college, but app state. Here's, no here's why, here's why that I would say they wouldn't make the playoff if they went out and then lose the SEC championship game because my guess is is that Alabama would be a one loss team and it would be Georgia and Alabama again. That would that would be my guess. That's okay. the only that's that's the reason. If now for some reason Bama loses two games, then yes, I could see them sneaking A and M in. But if you got a two loss A and M team and a one loss Alabama team, Which, who didn't make the SEC championship? Game? Can, we, can we can can we, can we all say why was A and M like ranked so high? Like why what was the high? They always one they always in the country. Who cares? They, they had one of their the best coach, recruiting classes. Their coach is a bum. Jimbo Fisher's a bum. I'm going to say this now. The SEC is having one team in this year. No, it's going to be George Bantling <laughs> in. Man. I don't think so. Anyway, I, think so. I, 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 I like that one. I like the one because that plays in well into my next. Travis, do you have one more? That was, I had my three. I, my, 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 it's crazy. I had five teams. They've all five been named because I'm going to name my fifth one. The nice. Miami Hurricanes. I mean, I can't. I don't think you can ever have too much hope because I'm. I mean, is Manny Diaz still their coach, right? No, no, it's uh, Mario Cristobal. Oh, either way, they can never get it right. So here's my thing: like they came in the season so hyped, they could they could have won, they could win the ACC, and really their only competition is Clemson, which I still still think they can beat. I think they're the fact they held A and M to 17 points. Their offense is concerning. But it looks like their defense is heading in the right direction, which I think in the ACC, if you can stop those hard offenses, I go. Got I go panic meter two and a half. Okay. I think so you, they only lose. I think they could drop a game to Florida State and Clemson, and that's it. So they can still make the ACC championship games, is what you're saying? I think. Yes, I think they will. Yeah. I think they will play. Clemson or well, what 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 are the division? How, how does that work? Does they they'll play? Like, they're going to play Wake two? Forest. They're going to play Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest takes that division. Um, shh, shh. We got shit coming up here. You <laughs> shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think the AC's up for grabs, but they don't play Wake Forest at all this year. Oh, Wake why- Forest is actually in the Atlantic with Clemson. Yeah. I thought they that's were in the, in the coastal. That's my fault. No, that's what I'm saying. They don't play Wake Forest at all this year. So my panic meter for them is very low. They only play like one ranked team, maybe two the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, the Atlantic's a lot. I'm looking at it now because I had my divisions all mixed up. The Atlantic's a lot tougher than the coastal. Miami could cruise through that coastal. I just think Miami is overrated, though, year in, year out, just because of who they are and who they have been. Yeah, I just I, it was interesting to see because they're coming off this loss to Texas A&M. But like, how good are, are they actually? But my thing, I'm I'm also low. I'm like at a three or four because I think they can still run the table and win their win their division. All right, well that was cool. That was a good one. Good panic meter session. We got all of our teams in. We are going to take a quick break, even though it might not be a quick break to you guys, and then roll into Degenerates Digest. 
All right, the Generous Digest. Ladies and gentlemen, um, it's been rough. It's been very rough. We were talking about it before the show, me and Jarrett and Ethan. Has been our worst start in football, maybe in the history of the podcast, which is is pretty rough. Last week, down 13.97 units total between the three of us, down 25 units total. Yikes. What do you guys have to say about yourselves? Huh? Well, first You're of all, carrying the team over here. What do you, yeah, carrying the team in the negative. Um, exactly. Yeah, I have the most <laughs> points. <laughs> If you look at this, if you look at the graphic, <laughs> my number is the highest. If you, if you take away the negative symbol, you're doing great. Yeah. All it takes is one colorblind person to look at it, and I'm doing great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And ladies okay. and gentlemen, that will be our podcast. Thank <laughs> you for listening. Um, oh, but no, God. so we're going to try our crack at it. Well, we're going to keep going. The that's third that, week. That, no, we're going to keep putting out picks. We're, we're going to try we're, our crack at it. We're going to try another crack at it before we have to switch something up internally and try to, and try to figure out a way that we can win. Because right now we are not. So yeah, I we introduced this new model. Maybe we just go back to the old one we did, but who knows? I don't fucking know. No, then it, it just it's gotta we gotta work our kinks out. First two weeks of NFL have sucked gambling wise. Uh been a lot of crazy shit happening. College football has been just a nightmare. I mean, Kansas is three and oh. When's the last time that's happened? Yeah. Two thousand nine, two thousand eight, so, two thousand seven, yeah. whatever the fuck it was. I mean the Browns. Fucking blew oh, that God. minus Man, six dude. lead with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Speaking and of, Kansas is not ranked, so we can all rejoice. Yay! We love to hear that. All right. Um, um, so let's go ahead and go dive into it. Let's go ahead. Who's got the first game? I have one on Thursday night. That would probably yeah, be you. That would be you. That would be me, ladies and gents. I have a Thursday night college football game. It is, and again, maybe I'm maybe I'm diving into the trap, but it is Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. Coastal Carolina three and zero at zero and three Georgia State, taking Coastal minus two and a half here. Um, they've looked pretty solid. They beat Army by ten, Gardner Webb obviously a bad opponent. Then they beat Buffalo by twelve. Georgia State coming off a loss against. Charlotte. Granted, yes, their first two wins, South Carolina and North, or first two losses, North Carolina and South Carolina. But 
when you get beat by Charlotte, that's the ultimate bad beat because they are one of the worst college football teams this year. So I'm taking Coastal Carolina for the second time this year. They didn't fail me the first for a unit and a half. The shots. I like that pick. I mean, it seems kind of square because why is that line so low when they're playing such a it's bad low, team? I guess because they're on the road. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I I like it. I don't have anything to add. I think I think it's a good pick. I didn't even see that pick, if we're being honest. But the two and a half, you're right, is just because they're getting it on the road. Realistically, they're probably one point underdogs if it were neutral site home game. Um, give me Coastal all day. I think they win that game for sure. And I think that it could be a two score game at when it's all said and done. For sure. My first game is until Saturday at 2.30. So, E, do you have something before then? I do. I have a Saturday at 1 p.m. Sorry, noon game for those of you who are living in the central time. The best Are you sure it's not 11? Fuck. 11. (laughs) The best. The central division. I saw this argument on Twitter the other day. I'm sorry to sidetrack. It's just going to take two seconds. Of which division, or sorry, which time zone was the best time zone to watch sports in? It's... It's the central division or oh, central time zone. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. because you have 12 kickoffs on Sunday for football. You have 11 a.m. kickoffs for college football games. Don't start later than 7 p.m. for primetime games. Like it's heaven out here on the East coast. I'm up till fucking 1230 in the morning. Sometimes trying to finish a fucking football game. Like it's, it's, it's nice. Cause on, on, on college Saturdays, I just finished my coffee. I'm ready to go at 11 o'clock. Insane. Like uh, the 11 a.m. game is perfect. Like if it was like for you guys noon, like noon is not a bad start for college football, but like on the West Coast, like fucking 9 a.m. start, that's terrible. Oh my god! Yeah, I think I don't know. I think Mountain might be best. It'd be close. No, because you you don't have have 11 a.m. You have a you have 11 a.m. kick on football. That's weird. That's that is a little weird. All right, college is better because you can get West Coast and East Coast. You're gonna put these in in Central Time Zone. What's your that's fine. I got you. I got you. This one is at 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday. It is Maryland at Michigan. I talked about both of these teams earlier. I am not taking one side or the other, though. I'm not taking the spread on this game. I am taking the under of 65 and a half. Okay. And I'll tell you exactly why. I think that both of these teams semi had a cupcake. I mean, we know Michigan had a cupcake schedule. I think Maryland had a little bit of a cupcake schedule, too. They both put up hella points. But I think that that's why I'm or that's why I'm taking the unders because I think that this total was inflated a little bit by their performances the first three weeks. I think that 65 and a half is a little bit high. It's a Big Ten battle. I think it's going to be a bruiser of a game. I think they'll put up points. I just don't see them putting up a combined 65 and a half. I just hope that Michigan doesn't put up a majority of those points. Yeah, yeah. Issue. If Maryland yeah. can make it a game, that under's hitting all day. Yeah, I don't think Maryland's going to put up 30 points on Michigan. Here's, here's Ethan, I'll tell you right now. Here's where we're going to tell if that best can hit or not. Time of possession at the end of the first quarter. If Michigan's dominating T.O.P., we're fucked. If they're not, if it's mostly even, or maybe maybe Maryland's winning time of possession, we, 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 we stand a chance in hell. Like Because that's that's what's ultimately going to come, come down to if Maryland keeps the ball in the field. So, yeah. um, I put, like that picked up. I put like a in my head kind of went through the game a little bit. The score that I came out to was 45 to 14. So 61 total points. Um, 
stayed the under. Why didn't you just I, take the spread then? Because the under just sounded way better to me. I think that the, that Maryland could easily make this a close game, but I just 45 to 14 is kind of where I feel like it's going to end up. So the under is going to hit. Um, okay. Feeling it, I put two units on it. Okay. Fair enough. Go. I like that. Um, right. Jarrett, you said yours is until Sunday or Saturday afternoon. I have Saturday two more Saturday morning games. Well, let's just keep going. Let's just go. Let's go round table because you did the fucking goddamn college sprint last week. Um, mine is Florida at Tennessee. You guys are gonna call me crazy. Far, far I'm taking, away. I'm taking Florida plus ten and a half at Tennessee. Two thirty on Saturday. One unit. Listen, Tennessee's three and zero against the spread. I think this line is an overcorrection or overreactment to Florida's bad game they played on Saturday against South Florida. Yes, they should have fucking rolled them out of the water. I think Florida's a better quarterback. I think Tennessee is not that great of a team. I just I don't see this being a 10-point game. Also, fun fact, Tennessee's beaten Florida. Guess how many times Tennessee's beaten Florida in the last 15 years? Two. Three times. Once. <sighs> One fucking time. Tennessee's beaten Florida in the last 15 years. My my only thing with this is that like I could throw a fucking darted dartboard and I don't know what what tennis or what Florida team I'm getting. Same thing, same thing with Tennessee though. So um, I like Florida. Give me the ranked team on the road. Dogs ten and a half points, one unit. Ten and a half does seem high. I don't mind that. Don't yeah, mind I- that at all. Uh, my next one is at eleven a.m. on Saturday. It is the number 17th ranked Baylor Bears at Iowa State. Uh, Baylor's getting points here, folks. They're getting three points. They're plus 120. Iowa State coming into this season was supposed to be one of the worst teams in this conference. They lost a ton of players on both sides of the ball. They beat SEMO. They didn't cover the spread against. They beat Ohio last week. And then... They beat Iowa 10 to 7. Beating Iowa is no fucking nothing to write home about. All right. You can't just post post that on your fridge. Hey, we beat Iowa 10 to 7. Meanwhile, <laughs> you look at the other side of things. Baylor, they beat Texas State and Albany. Again, two shit teams, but they have played a good team in BYU, a team they should have beat. They lost in double overtime. I think they're out for blood. They know they can't lose another game. On the road, Iowa State, who I don't think is a very good team. Give me Baylor with the value, plus one twenty one unit. It worries me. What is what is that history there? Like, how often does Baylor go into Ames and win? I'm I'm okay. In previous years, Iowa State's been good. This year, they're not. They're not, not supposed to be good. They've played bad teams and they beat a fucking one of the worst quarterbacks in division one football in Spencer Petrus. So I don't, I don't care what the history is. I think Baylor needs a win here. Okay. No one likes it. No one likes it. I I, I don't don't hate it. I just think that um, the the argument I can make for Baylor is that they want it more. You're not wrong. Like they're, they need to prove themselves. Iowa State doesn't really need to prove themselves. I feel like they kind of already have for their expectations. So it's um, like they're ranking. If they if they lose yeah. again, they're dropped out of the rankings. They're yep. done for. Their season's over. The, the last time Baylor won in Ames, Iowa was in 2016. So, Sounds like know, they're, they're due. due. They're due. <laughs> Boys are due, baby. 
Fucking uh, Robert Sala's twin. It's their head coach. Who's it? Who is it? It's not actually his twin, but he looks fucking just like him. Oh, Dave Aranda, whatever his name is. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Ethan. Yes, sir. I have a 3 p.m. Saturday game. Um, just can't seem to stay away from them. I'm 0-2 when I bet on games <laughs> that they play in. But I am taking... Third time's charm. Third time's charm. I'm betting on the Oregon at Washington State game at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Which what side are you taking this time? Uh, I exactly right because I've taken both so far and I've been wrong both times. But I am I'm actually going to buy a half point and I'm going to take Oregon minus six um, because the minus six has bit me in the ass the last two weeks or six and a half. Sorry. So I'm I'm putting it down to minus six and I'm taking it for a unit against Washington State. I know they're on the road. Washington State has played Idaho, Colorado State, and a not very convincing Wisconsin team. I'm not convinced that this Washington State team is very good. Oregon came out, obviously looked a whole lot better this past year. Are you letting the BYU game sway you here? I am a little bit, but I'm also taking into consideration that I think Georgia is just that good. So I watched watched them whoop the shit out of Oregon – but then Oregon turns around and they beat the shit out of Eastern Washington, whatever, not a great team. But then they also put up a pretty convincing performance against BYU. I'm overreacting, I think, both ways. Back, you know, Week after week, I overreacted after the Georgia game. Now I'm overreacting after this game against BYU. But I think six points is not a lot for this Washington State team that is not impressive. They've just beat cupcake teams. And not very convincingly. They beat Idaho by a touchdown. And they beat Colorado State by, I mean, they beat them, I think it was by 17. But that same Colorado State team got absolutely trounced by Michigan. So They beat them yeah, by 31. No, I like that. Yeah, Washington State's bad this year. So uh, Bo Nix looked like he turned. And, and when Bo Nix plays Pac-12 opponents, he can probably do better than he plays SEC opponents, which is why he transferred away from the SEC. So I like that pick. Um, I got one more college game. I'll give it to you guys. And then I got four. Actually, I lot have four NFL picks. So my next college game, it's 6 p.m. on Saturday. Louisiana Tech at South Alabama. Fucking barn burner. We're all, we're all looking forward to this one, right? Um, I'm doing the over of 60 in this game. One and a half units on it. Um, the reason why, both teams are 3-0 and in their overs this year. They're combined. Uh, they're games combined average about 65 and a half points per game. Louisiana Tech can't stop a goddamn cold. They're allowing 39 points per game and South Alabama has scored over 32 in every single game this year. Where the so, fuck did you find this? I dug I, I dug deep. <laughs> dug deep. Who the fuck is that guy? Big dug. All right. I mean, if you dug that deep, I like it. That's about all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, have anything to say about this game cuz I didn't know this game fucking existed. So Best of luck right. to you. So I'm here. So I'm here Fair for enough. It. All right, boys. I got another 11 o'clock game, and I'm going to do it. It is Mizzou at Auburn. I have zero choice, zero choice, but to lay the daddy dick down on Auburn minus seven. Until I'm proven otherwise. Fair. I have no choice but to do this. Mizzou has looked bad. I mean, they they couldn't blow Abilene Christian out of the water. It was like a 
not a competitive game, but it wasn't a blowout. Like Abilene Christian. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Was in it for half the game, which is pretty embarrassing at home. The, the FCS stat that Ethan sent us, like that was like the lowest scoring first half against an FCS opponent since whenever the fuck. I don't, I don't, is this on the road at Auburn? Man, it's yeah, no way. No it's way. They, they got beat by K State by 28 points. Yeah. They yeah. didn't even put up the total number of points that they've scored in a half against other FCS opponents in the last five years. The lowest amount of points they'd scored in the first half against FCS opponents in the last five years was 37. We scored what, 34 in the entire yeah. game? So, yeah, like, I, I think that's pretty four. telling in itself. I think now, it'll Travis, be a- Travis, Travis, with that being said, I'm not going to bet this. Best of luck to you. I'm still going to root for our team. I can't. I can't because of what I've seen so far this year. Call me a bad fan. I'm not going to not root against our team, but I'm going to root for me and my financial interests. It's a but business Brady, decision. Brady Cook's bad. Brady Cook's bad. He's bad. He can't do anything. You're playing against an SEC defense, first one of the year. And you have yet to prove that you have anything at all against other teams. So I got to take Auburn minus seven on the road. I'll buy it actually to six and a half just to save my ass a little bit at minus 120. I'm going to do a unit and a half. The problem I run into with this Mizzou team too is that Brady Cook hasn't looked good at all. And then – you know, he gets into trouble or he looks really bad for a half, so you take him out. But, but what is your substitute? You put in fucking what's his last name? Abraham? Yeah. And I'm sorry. That's, that's like your 25. QB. That's your backup QB. You have Tyler Megan and Sam Horn on your team, who I think are m- both more deserving at a shot with that team than either of those other two guys. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Eli Drinkwitz, hell of a recruiter, not a power five football coach. No. Sorry. Not at all. Um, we've each given two picks, right? I've given three. Yep. That was my, I'm, I started, yeah, so I gave my, you three. started. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Ethan, do you have another college game? Cause if so, I'll let I you do. go next. I okay. do indeed. And it is a 6 PM Saturday game. It is Arkansas at Texas A&M. A&M are two and a half point favorites in this game at home. And I am taking A&M minus two and a half. We talked about them earlier. I know that you guys, when we talked about overreactions, you guys were way up here on them. I'm with you on that. Not in this game. You I could overreact that, about Arkansas after last week. Well, that's that's my point. Exactly, right? Is that I think Arkansas showed a little bit of their colors last week, almost losing to an FCS school in Missouri State <laughs> and a team that is not that good. Um, Texas A&M State. went out, handled business against Miami. I agree. didn't look great. They only put up 17 points. But two and a half points at home when you are supposed to be a top 10 team in the nation, uh, to, to me, that's a no-brainer. It's just such a low spread. I think that they win this game, and I think that they can win it by a touchdown. 
Um, I put two units on it. Give me A&M at home against Arkansas. I mean, they Shout had, out. what, seven seven points going in a half against Missouri State? So bad. Yeah. And you're going to play A&M? <laughs> Shout out the guy. Travis is going at it with a dude on Twitter. Clemson fan. Oh. Travis tra- no, 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 no. Let me jump in. Travis was fucking talking shit. On the- it is a dumb tradition. You don't rush shields every game, whatever. But this comes not rushing the field, Jared. It's gathering at the paw. Don't you know? Well, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? This guy had a great clap back, and I have to give it up to him. I don't know his Twitter handle, but he said, Congrats. Hey, you're a Mizzou fan. Congrats on being the second best team in Missouri this weekend. And I'm like, Fuck, dude. That was a good one. That was a good one. Still dumbass second. tradition, though. Clemson fans, what happens when you do something fun? You're going to rush the field and be like, That's oh, what I'm saying. Like, we do this every week. Like, well, tell they're like, like oh, losers. When they when they join the SEC, they can't do that because it's a fucking fine. You get fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars every single time you do it. Like so. the fact that like oh, it's not rushing the field; it's gathering at the paw. No, that's rushing the field, and you do it every week. So what is, what fun is that? Oh, hey guys, we beat a fucking no name school. We're gonna rush the field. One no, of the coolest not- sports things that have ever happened is when we rushed the field against Arkansas in 2014, at least in my experience, because that was my freshman year. Jesus Christ, man, I am old. That was my freshman year. And you get to rush the field for winning the sec East. And then these motherfuckers do it every week against shit ass teams. I'm like, why is that even fun? I did it three times in my time in Mizzou. I'm very, very blessed to do it. First time, this is when we beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma. number one ranked Oklahoma at, on our homecoming. Beat them. Number two, was three, was it was beat, three years in a row, right? No, no, that, no, that was my That was, that was oh. my freshman. That was 2010. Sophomore, junior year, we sucked. Senior year, we uh, we rushed the field after we beat A and M. We beat Johnny Manziel, Mike Evans. Yeah, that was whenever Henry Josie had that big run. Yes, for the SC East, and then in 2014 we did it. We beat Arkansas. So that was my like, – all of them were big fucking moments. Like, that's that's when you're supposed to rush the field. So um, don't even remember what your bet was. Oh, yeah, A&M, minus two and a half. Love that. Um, all right, I've done two. Ethan's done three. Travis done three. Are we all done with college or am I the only one with NFL bunch of NFL picks? I have one more, and I'm throwing it in at a unit just because. Go ahead. I don't love – I don't love this pick. Throwing it in as a unit because it's something different that I'm going to go – uh, go at it is Saturday at seven o'clock. Kind of a little different time zone for this team, if you know where I'm hinting at here. It is who's laughing? Is it Hawaii? Oh, it is Hawaii. It's Hawaii at New Mexico State. All right, New Mexico State is a five point favorite at home, but they're 0 4. They haven't won a game, they have scored a total. Of 32 points in four games. They average eight points per game, and they are a five-point favorite. I don't even know how that's possible, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't. Granted, I know Hawaii is only one and three. They beat DeShane, DeCane, however you want to say it, but they've at least played some competition outside of that. Vanderbilt, Western Kentucky, Michigan. New Mexico State, Wisconsin, UTEP, Minnesota, Nevada, who's a god-awful team this year. Uh... I don't understand how you can put them at a five-point favorite. So I'm taking Hawaii plus five for one year. Hey, watch out. New Mexico State might beat Mizzou later on this year. Um, jokes, <laughs> jokes. No, I, I like that. Hawaii, my only worry is Hawaii doesn't play great when they have to travel. 
Because like, you know, I mean, it's they're zero and four. Like they're zero, they've beat nobody. They've they're I don't know if you heard they're averaging eight points a game. New Mexico State is yes, eight points a game. They scored thirty two points in four games. Yikes. Yeah, that's not great. So, for, hey, and good. timeout. They they scored twelve points against Nevada, who let up fifty five points to Incarnate Word. Jesus. So, are you taking Hawaii plus five then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Then I, I don't I didn't like a money line. I like him spread. Do you have a another college game? I do not. Go for it. All right, my I got four NFL games. First one, noon on Sunday. This is my three-unit bet of the week, guys. This is my big one. Ravens minus three at the Pats. This is a fucking revenge spot. There's no way to lose this game. Big bounce-back game. Also, the NFL zigzag formula. Taking a team that didn't cover the previous week versus a team that did cover the previous week. So the Pats covered against the Steelers. Obviously, the Ravens did not cover against the Dolphins. Um, I think the better team, the Pats kind of suck, to be honest with you. They have no offensive firepower to keep up with the Ravens. This should be a fucking blowout, like 10-plus points. You could put 10 units on this game, and I think it'd be successful. I have a unit and a half on it. Yeah, This is one of my NFL picks. It actually wasn't one of mine, um, surprisingly, but th- this is a no-brainer to me. I will absolutely tail you guys because this – uh, you're right. It's a revenge game. They just came off of a really depressing loss. Everybody in the AFC North did lose, though, so I think this is their chance to kind of show themselves as still like, hey, we're the best team in the AFC North this year. You're playing a Pats team that, you're right, is not very dynamic on offense. I think they could blow them out. I think this could be a, a blowout. You're right. Uh, easy easy money. I think so, too. I think so. Well, I'm giving up. Giving up a unit and a half worth of profit to Jarrett here with the same pick, so, which I need to gain back. So I don't love that. But we have the same pick, so it's okay. Um, Ethan, what you got? Yep. I have my first NFL game of the week. It is also a noon game on Sunday. It is the Buffalo Bills at your Miami Dolphins. You doing Dolphins. it again? I am also staying away from the spread or money line from this game. I'm taking the over in this game. It is at 51 right now. These teams, all they do is put up points. The Buffalo Bills have put up 41 points and 34 points, respectively. 31 points, I can't remember, whatever. 30-plus points every single game. The Dolphins just came off of a performance where they clearly know how to put up points in a game. Um, it's 51 points. That's a 28 to 25 victory for one of these teams. 28, 24, whatever, 28, 27. I think it's going to go way over 51 points. I think points. even if it's a blowout, it goes over. Yeah, That's exactly. Saying, like, like, so so the, the Bills have our number, and they still have it. The Bills are going to put up 40-something points. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah, and you're telling me that the Dolphins aren't going to put up two touchdowns? I'll call you a liar. Um, yeah. I, I put two units on it. I, I really wanted to put more. I did not, but two units on the over of 50. I like that bet a lot. I actually like that bet a lot. <clears throat> I do. I, really- I do as well. Um, <clears throat> before you guys steal any more of mine, because I only have two uh, straight up plays left, I want to go. I'd rather run out before you guys steal mine. So I have another one at noon on Sunday. It is the Battle of the Panic Meter, the Raiders of the Titans. <laughs> Battle two zero and two teams, 
Somebody needs a win here. Who is the better team? I'm taking the Raiders minus two. Yeah, like this this doesn't make a lot. I looked at that and I was like, do I take the Titans here in this spot? But I think the Titans are in shambles, man. I think I think the Raiders still have that rookie head coach. They can bounce back with uh, – he's not a rookie, but whatever. I, just, I don't see a world in which the Titans can guard who the Raiders have. I don't, I don't see that minus two. They need a win. I mean, they were coming into the season as like playoff, not even hopefuls, like playoff contenders. And now they started off 0 2. You start off 0 3, you dig yourselves a hole deep. I mean, to either team. Uh, and I think the Raiders are the better team minus two. That's pretty much money line. Uh, pretty much a win. I'm going unit and a half on the Raiders minus two. All right. Yeah. Got I, I, I was just going to say Derek Carr was my preseason MVP pick. And granted, that has not looked great the first two weeks. And obviously, with the performances of like Josh Allen, Tua, honestly, Jalen Hurts, it's not looking great. But my point being is that this this is the most weapons he's ever had. I think it's taken him a couple weeks to figure it out. I think you're going to go into this game. They're going to feel a lot more comfortable in that offense. I th- I think that this should be a no-brainer pick for the Raiders in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at it, didn't didn't pick it myself, but you've probably convinced me. So I do have another noon game on Sunday. It is another NFL zigzag formula, this thing that I'm looking at. Again, trying to shake things up. A team who did not cover last week versus a team who did cover the who did cover last week. Eagles at Commanders. I'm taking the Washington Commanders at plus six and a half, just for one unit. But listen. Again, the commanders at, have not just became the commanders <laughs> have not have not looked bad. They have they haven't. Like they haven't looked bad. And yes, I know they lost the Lions, but really the Lions took it to the Eagles. The Lions only lost the Eagles by three points in, in week one. So we're gonna look at those two games. Like these teams are kind of on the same tier. This is the uh, a divisional game. It's a tough game to win always. I think Jalen Hurts has a little bit of falling to grace at some point in time. Listen, you can't run the ball as much as he runs and be successful. Like that's not going to happen. I think Washington kind of shuts it down a little bit. Not saying they win, so. but I, the defense doesn't I, look great. I do like the plus six and a half here, though, for one unit for Washington. I think a lot of people look at what the Eagles did on Monday night and will be yeah. tailing them. So I don't. I mean, that's a good number. Yeah. Ladies and like gentlemen, it. for my next pick. In the 2022 Two Drunk Brothers Week Three betting, Week um, Three Four, I have a Sunday noon game. Don't do it's it. a divisional matchup. It is the Eagles at the Commanders. <laughs> I have the Eagles minus six and a half for two units in this game because I love. Not the offense of the Eagles. Granted, they are very dynamic. I love the Eagles in the way that their defense has played, and I know that they let up 35 points to the Lions, but they kind of clicked week two. They looked really good against that Vikings team. I think that with a guy like Carson Wentz playing his old team who is prone to turning the ball over the first couple weeks of the season, he hasn't been in his career, and I'm a Carson Wentz truther, but in this offense, him coming in, playing his old team, I think there's going to be some some mind games there. He's going to kind of get into his own head. I also just think that the Eagles are the overall better team in this situation. Um, I think that their offense is more dynamic. I think that their defense is more um, 
better posed to play a threat against this commander's offense that's not very dynamic. Give me the Eagles minus six and a half, two units all day long. Okay. I don't like it, Eve. I don't like it. <laughs> we we had uh, we had opposing picks last week and I and I won. So it would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. Um I just think I think that it was, week two was less of how good the Eagles defense was and how poor of throws that Kirk Cousins make. Like you just look at the throws that he made and they were slow. They they just weren't they just weren't good routes to throw the throws that he made. Um love you, Ethan. If I had to tell someone here, I'd have to tell Jared. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, my last straight up play of the week is going to be also a noon game. A line that doesn't make too much sense to me, and I'm hoping I don't get burned. That's why I'm only doing a unit is the Chiefs at the Colts. Chiefs minus six and a half. Hey, until they don't cover, until they don't cover, I got to play it. Yeah. Chiefs minus six and a half. Colts just got blanked by the Jaguars. 24 like to nothing. Rap. Like, why is that not bigger? Why is it not like Again. why is it not why is it not more like the Bills in, in, in tight? To be fair, to be fair, we you don't really see too many double digit spreads in the NFL. You're looking at a Colts team who is projected to win a division at home, bounce back game, maybe. But I'm looking on the other side. I'm looking at a Chiefs team who has looked unstoppable pretty much through two games and a Colts team who's got just got blanked by the Jaguars. So I'm looking at it as if the if the Chiefs in the public eye want to look at themselves as like a contender, you got to beat the Colts by a touchdown. So yeah. I'm taking that as a unit. I just got to think in my head, like, how crazy would it be if the fucking Chiefs and the Dolphins played each other in the playoffs? Like, how electric would that be? I honestly don't know if I can handle it. I don't know if I can handle it. If they lost, <laughs> I might, I may jump off the San Mutual Bridge. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I had to think about what bridge that was at first. You jumping off the the highest point, you climbing up the ropes and jumping. I just off had to, the, yeah, I had to figure out pole. which one I wanted to do it from. <laughs> which one will get the most news, the media attention? Jump off the arch. Yeah, <laughs> there we really. go. Get, I'm gonna go to Walmart and get me some suction cups. Climb that bitch. Yeah. So I have two more plays, two more straight plays for the NFL, both late afternoon games. This one's like a just like a hey, don't overthink it type of thing. Jags at Chargers, 305 on Sunday. Chargers minus seven, two units. Listen, they're the fucking better team. Jags are traveling across the country to go play this game. They have gotten lucky. They played a bad Colts team, like said. I think the Chargers are going to run away here. I think they're going to beat them by fucking three scores. Let's see. This line, and I'm going to say that I'm going to get out in front of this. This line can alter hugely. Yeah, bet it early. Get it early. Hugely if. Justin Herbert is ruled out. You got to remember, oh, this is the same doctor that's under lawsuit from Tyrod. <laughs> why? Why, okay. why would he? Why would he be ruled out? He got hurt last week. Oh, do, I, you guys don't. You guys didn't know. Travis didn't tell you. I didn't get to watch a fucking lick of football on Sunday. Oh yeah, he he like hurt his ribs bad. He also played Thursday night. Oh that's my god, yeah, started. Thursday night. That's that's right. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, really, just, I mean, do that's we why it's only Daniel? seven. Chase Daniel take him to the promised land, but I still believe in Chase Daniel. I'm still taking. I mean, him. if the line's like this and you can get it in, but yeah, I don't know. You might as well. You might just want to wait. I would wait till the last second possible till you know he's playing. Because right now it's the line is as if he's playing because he's only questionable. If he's ruled out, it's going to go down, and then you just not bet it. 
Yeah, so wait till Thursday. I'm, I'm taking the Chargers either way. Either right. way. Yeah, not bad, but he looked he looked pretty rough. I dude, I I completely forgot about that. Wow, I'm a fucking dummy. <laughs> my days, my uh-huh. days like run together so dumb, bad. Man. Being a dad, like I'm just like I like Thursday seems like a fucking lifetime ago. It's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, daddy, they run together. All right, Ethan. <laughs> All right, I. This is kind this of my, your last one. This is my last one. You're making my life thing. hell with this graphic. Everyone this, is. This is. Sorry, I only I had six picks. Yeah, so I did I. Six I six. this week. Fucker, you had nine last week. Shut up. Give me your but, pick. But I have six this week. That's that's different. Um, this is kind of my bold prediction of the week. It's not. I only have a unit on it because I'm not super duper convinced. But based on the performances that I saw this past weekend, um, it's the Houston at Chicago Bears game. I am taking Houston money line at plus one twenty two for a unit. I love that. I know I Houston that. didn't look great against Denver or the Colts for that matter. They tied that fucking game. Um, but this Bears team has just looked bad. They they are not dynamic on offense at all. The only person they have on their team worth a damn is David Montgomery, and they can't run the ball 30-plus times with that kid and be successful if they don't have anything else to back it up. Their defense hasn't looked great. They played in a fucking mud puddle week one, so I can't really count them holding the Niners to 10 points as successful. So until I'm proven otherwise, and the fact that this Bears team probably won't win more than three games this year, give me the Houston Texans all day long, money line, plus 122. All right. I like, like it. it. I, got, I, got, I got one more straight. I'll let Travis round it out the parlay. Okay, go for it. Because – my goal with this podcast is to make it more succinct, and it's not worked. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the Falcons' money line against the Seahawks on Sunday at 325. Call me crazy. I think the Falcons are a lot better team than we all gave them credit for, and the Seahawks are getting a lot of credit because of that week one victory. That was their fucking Super Bowl. Think about it. Russell Wilson coming back to Seattle. Everyone fucking came out to show up. Where's for the game, game at? It's in Seattle. I don't give a shit. The, the Atlanta has played the Rams close. They played the Saints close. Seahawks are not good. Geno Smith's fucking dog water. Marcus Mariota, Drake London. They got they they got the talent to win this thing. Uh, Falcons money line even money at a unit and a half for me. I wanted to come out and talk about because I've been a hater of him since he got drafted. Uh, Kyle Pitts four catches for less than forty yards through two weeks and people comparing him to Travis Kelsey. Uh, fuck that team. Fuck him. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate the pick just because Geno Smith and what I just said, my hope is that drew log gets inserted in this game. That's my hope. That's it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen this early. Maybe not. Either way, don't hate it. Don't love it because I hate both teams. I think it's going to be a gross game. I think it will be close, but it'll be gross. I would not want to have that on my screen all day. Um, I have a money line parlay, boys and girls. College football money line parlay. You're not going to love the value. I'm going to tell you that right now. But I like it because it might be a safe play for me to get some units back. Oklahoma money line versus K State. Right? Should be pretty solid. Tulane money line versus Southern Miss, who just beat K State. So I like that. Wait, 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 wait. Tulane just beat K State? Yeah. Gross. Exactly. Uh, 
Utah money line versus Arizona State. Just they just fired coach. their head coach like mm-hmm. that. And then Auburn money line versus Mizzou because there's absolute. I'm sorry, there's zero chance Mizzou beats Auburn <laughs> on the road. Zero chance. I'm calling this I mean, right now. Zero I mean, bro, chance. Bro, watch. There's no watch chance, that, Jared. Watch you just that saw them like. No. Watch that be the okay. leg. Would you would you be mad if that was the leg or happy I'd because be mad. Mizzou won? I'd be mad. No, I'd be mad. <laughs> Mizzou fucking sucks. There's zero hope for them this year. I'd be mad. The leg, the parlay See, itself is plus one thirty. Ooh, for four legs. Four legs. All. <laughs> so they're thirteen to fourteen point favorites, except for Auburn. So that's why it's so low. They're all like minus five hundred. I think Auburn's minus two fifty five. That's why it's so low. Plus 130, I'm doing a unit on it. Uh, you can not like it as much as you want. I don't really care. Auburn <laughs> is going to beat Mizzou, so I don't really fucking care. And what do you think? That's about it. See, so, see, Travis, Ethan, Travis doesn't give a shit about Mizzou because the Dolphins are actually good this year. So I, I haven't – and until Mizzou gets a coach that pulls his head out of his ass, I don't care. Yeah, uh, like I – we were so spoiled with Gary Pinkle for so long. Like, so fucking spoiled. Really? We really were. So spoiled. I knew the year he retired, we were fucking doomed. My my mind is blanking me. Did we go from Pinkle to Odom to Drinkwitz, yes. or was there a coach in between? Just no, those three? No. Yeah. Just, unfortunately, we've been bad since he left. So. I'll say, yeah, it has not been good since Pinkle left. The hiring process. And now I'm sorry, but the athletic director we have is not going to hire anyone better. She's she's a girl for anyone who has one. <laughs> she's a girl is what Jared says. You have to she say could. you you have she to could you have to say identify yeah. Yeah, so you have to say it these days. <laughs> but no, um sorry. Auburn money line. If if Mizzou beats Auburn, I I'm I'll have to do something. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do, boys? I want you. Nothing to... insane. No ass tat bet. No, no. <laughs> I got these up. If Mizzou beats Auburn, you have to wear. I'll got... do a beer mile. I, I got one. I got. I got beer a mile. better one. Oh. I got a better one that Travis is gonna hate. So, I'm in town for the Mizzou Arkansas game during Thanksgiving, and we've had some initial conversations about going to that game. You're going to make me wear Arkansas gear? Nope. I'm going to make you stay sober for that game. That's no fun. It Come is. on. That's no fun for everyone. Here, but it'll be a this? punishment. How about this? You'll be in town for that game. I will do a beer mile for you and Jared. I'll wait till you're in town. Deal. Beer mile. Beer mile. A beer mile Zoom morning of the game or beer mile beforehand? It'll be at some point when you're in town, we can all get together. Well, I plan on going to that. Yeah, because I will, I will, I will, not, I will not be at that game. Jarrett won't. We we That's probably end up, we probably will end up going. Jarrett will not be there, but I will do a beer mile for you guys in front of you guys. We'll record it, post it for everyone on if, Thanksgiving. Not Mizzou cover <laughs> if Mizzou has to beat Arkansas to ruin that leg, that part. Beat, beat uh, Arkansas, Arkansas yeah. beat Auburn. Beat off, sorry, beat off yep. for that. We you said Arkansas, so it threw me off. That yeah. is the bet, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, if you guys want to root for our, for Mizzou this weekend, go for it. 
Beer okay. mile. All right. Well, this has gone on way too long. Um, I tried to make we it. We put out one a week. We put out one a week. If you can't listen in some extended <laughs> period for two hours, then GFY. Listen All for right. an hour. Take a break. Take a piss. Come back. Listen to the next hour. Exactly. exactly. Commute to work. Work. Commute home. Yep. And the next day. What I used to do. <laughs> I used to just listen to it in bits and chunks on my way to work. Now I don't listen have to because I listen to myself. Commute, but... For us that commute to work, yeah, I don't. We like so. to listen to something. I listen to nine podcasts a fucking week. All right, so I literally listen to ESPN radio just like from the minute I get into the car to the minute I get out. So, but either way, boys and girls, good episode. Glad to have you boys here. Let's turn the let's turn the betting around, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Adios. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 